So today we're going to talk about the cycles of nature and how when we understand the cycles of nature that it can be so much easier to grow food and abundance and health for your family. So I'll see you in the episode. So the big question is this, how do we live in more sustainable and regenerative ways? How can we tap into the ancient secrets of living in harmony with the sacred nature of life? How do we embody the interconnected web of life that thrives in abundance within each of us? That is the question, and this podcast will explore the answers. My name is Craig Hubbard, and welcome to Shambhala Living. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So today I thought we'd share a little bit more from the, the book, from the, uh, the growing manual. Today I wanted to go through the cycles of nature. So this podcast is, is partly about how to grow food, but how to rebalance our, ourselves with the nature within. So our, our inner nature, this phenomenon that we call nature, which is like the, the natural landscape of trees and forests and rainforests and gardens and how we can work in alignment with that because when we work with nature we can thrive when we work against nature it's a battle for many decades now society is working to conquer nature what we're all about and what this podcast is all about is to bring back the ancient ways where nature was considered sacred and we actually work with nature. Firstly, to have that perspective to, to recognise that whether you call nature alive or whether you can at least see the superorganism or the, in the syn, synergistic relationship between multiple ecosystems and org, organisms to create this thing that we call life. And when we understand that we are interconnected, the thriving of one species allows the thriving of another species. And the more we understand that, the more we are compelled and have the natural urge to work with nature. There's a there's a reason that I wanted to go into the to the science or the earth science side of that today and talk about these four major cycles that when we understand them and we become aware of them, then we can then begin to more better work with them. The first cycle is the water cycle. You may have you may remember it from school or, or, or maybe not, but the water cycle, most people kind of know that the the ocean is the the main source of the water and then the evaporation over the ocean comes inland and then rains down on the land. And for for areas that are near the the ocean, then that accounts for, um, or for in the ocean, all those ocean storms, that's 100% of the water from that ocean, oceanic region. But near the coast, 60% of the rainfall is from that water uh, in the ocean, but then... 40% is from the rainforest, from the forest origin. And then further inland that gets more and more is not coming from the evaporation of the ocean. It's actually coming from the plants. So bringing that 
drawing that out of the atmosphere and then the so plants are such a major part of the water cycle and deforestation can disrupt that natural water cycle and deforestation you know it's easy to kind of say oh that that only happens in the Amazon or but it's it's yes it happens there and it happens everywhere and we we can either contribute to that by the way we live and the way we grow or we can as in we can contribute to the deforestation or we can reverse that and regenerate so this is all about how do we live in a way where the way we live actually regenerates these natural cycles so how do we how can we live that supports the water cycle for instance well planting trees planting plants helps the water cycle when we have plants on the land then we we have the ability to attract water and have rivers and springs and draw that water up into the trees and that's only one part of the benefits but just simply being a gardener that is about planting more seeds planting more trees but all of it starts with seeds so how, so that's one part of how just the simple act of planting trees is supporting the water cycle then we move on to the carbon cycle that's another major and important cycle of of the earth's systems so carbon is present in the in the atmosphere it's in the ground it's in the ocean it's in living organic materials and living organisms and carbon is exchanged between all of these different natural processes so without human interference the natural flow of carbon would keep levels fairly stable and the carbon cycle would remain in this kind of harmonious balance but fortunately as as no doubt you're aware that the human activity because there's so many of us we have to be be very careful that the the amounts of carbon that actually come out of the earth and go into the atmosphere creates an imbalance carbon is is in what in what we breathe so we're breathing out carbon dioxide it's the trunk of the the major part other than the water it's the the major part of the organic material in the trees and then in all these in the organisms it's the it's what's left if when we decompose it's the the material that has been transmuted from the sunlight from the photosynthesis of the plant and it's literally the it's like the matter of the sunlight after the uh, it's kind of like the bones and the structure of life and then the water kind of gives that to life brings the volume and then the the sun cycle or the, the sunlight brings life to all of that and then that carbon remains as part of the planets the organic materials and we talked about it in a previous episode where carbon stores are also our fuel and uh, our, the oil that we extract are all ancient forests and that's the carbon part so when the, the carbon is in the in the uh, flow in a nice balance then everything's happy when there's too much carbon in the atmosphere then we have 
a, a an effect where we have a heating of the planet because that changes the structure of like the blanket around that wraps around the planet and keeps the heat in but if we have too much heat kept in then we start moving into a different cycle of, of life and we call that global warming and then that has a whole lot of knock-on effects again as gardeners doing the simple things like planting seeds trees plants keeping the carbon in the soil and one of the major ways of doing that is having plants because plants are the thing that draws the carbon out of the atmosphere because uh, remembering that we breathe in oxygen we breathe out carbon dioxide plants breathe in carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen that's a, a um, example of one of the most profound synergistic relationships that we have with the planet literally it breathes out the thing that we need to breathe in and it breathes in what we breathe out but not only it breathes out it breathes in sorry all of the the oxygen or the carbon dioxide that the mammals including the humans are breathing out but it also draws the carbon out of the atmosphere in the in the form of the carbon dioxides and that's it's it's breathing that in turning it into oxygen bringing the carbon aspect down into its trunk into its roots and then storing it down into the soil as food for the microorganism that's an example of when that's multiplied we're drawing massive amounts of carbon down into the earth and that's where it's a, in a much more stable happy place and um, we find balance so again the gardeners are the, the key to the, the, the gardeners that are planting these seeds bringing plants regenerating again we're looking after the carbon cycle so both in the simple practice of growing food we're looking after the water cycle and supporting and regenerating the water cycle we're looking after and regenerating the carbon cycle then we move on to the third one which is the nitrogen cycle so nitrogen along with phosphorus and potassium is one of three key nutrients that plants need in order to grow and they also need a whole host of micronutrients and they get that from the soil but nitrogen uh, like carbon has its own cycle and understanding and making use of that cycle can be the key to success in organic gardening because nitrogen once we've got our basics our water and our carbon cycle happening then nitrogen is the fuel in a way to to really get things growing so nitrogen is is not in short supply in fact nitrogen is one of the most abundant elements on the planet and it's it's all through our, our air and all through our atmosphere but the plants can't just take up the, the nitrogen from the atmosphere so it has to be first converted through a range of processes which is which happens at the root levels with the microorganisms and it gets converted into nitrates and they are then drank up by the roots of the plants so understanding that process that is this simple process of understanding the nitrogen nitrogen cycle and how we can draw the nitrogen 
out of the atmosphere into the plants and we can do that with legumous plants so plants that have uh, actually draw down into their their root nodules nitrogen that then is fed to the microorganisms that turn it into nitrates which is literally fertilizer for the plants we do that also in our by adding compost to our soil that also helps feed them the micro life then they'll also be drawing nitrogen in from the the, the atmosphere and turning that into a, a a food source for the plants so nitrogen uh, synthetic nitrogen is one of the most abundant chemical forms of fertilizer on the planet and little story about nitrogen in the the non-organic world that is one of those things that was developed after world war ii because nitrogen or nitrate was uh, ammonium nitrates and different forms of nitrates were used to make bombs and then after the war they had an excess of this nitrate like synthetic form of nitrogen they had an excess of that and then they started using that in in agriculture and started to see that things were growing so then that has led to what's been called the green revolution which was like a whitewashing of from the chemical industry and it's gone prevalent all through the world for the last uh, well it's been going before world before world war ii but after world war ii was when it really just took off and um, there's a population increase and a food increase and then and it hasn't stopped it's just been on this rise which means the need for food the need to grow has just continually increased exponentially annually and the only and the way that the mainstream have done that is just continually feed it with this nitrogen um, from this synthetic form which isn't the same as the nitrogen from the natural cycle which means there's going to be a knock-on effect and the knock-on effect is this synthetic nitrogen then burns off and and does a lot of damage to the soil life meaning that we begin to trash our system and then there is no life in the soil there's no cycling back of the nitrogen out of the atmosphere if we don't have the microorganisms then we don't have the pulling of the carbon out of the atmosphere so we have this broken system and generally it goes hand in hand with deforestation and taking a complex system like a forest and turning into a really simple system like corn crops or rice crops or palm palm grow palm crops the the system then feeds that kills off the micro life feeds it with synthetic nitrogen and then we should have this reverse um, cycle so literally reversing putting carbon into the atmosphere stopping the nitrogen cycle so we have this and then that affects the water cycle and then you can see how if we just do some things a little bit wrong way but on a large scale we reverse the cycle and we start to see the symptoms of that coming out to play in global food shortages and big problems with our earth's sustainability right now and our our 
ability to live in harmony with the earth. But again, simple solutions coming from the, I, I firmly believe it's going to be the gardeners. Gardeners are the ones that will plant the seeds and the seeds done in an organic, sustainable, regenerative way where we're not using synthetic nitrogens and not, not killing off our life force, our, our main players in the, the real gardeners, which is the microorganisms. Where we call ourselves the gardeners or the farmers, but really we're just the like the guardians. We're here to look after the real workhorses, the gardeners of the soil, and that is the soil life. When we do that, then we start to bring this nitrogen soil cycle back. We start to see when nitrogen's in cycle, our plants are vibrant and green and abundant. And when nitrogen is lacking, and they get yellow, droopy. So you can see how if you had a garden and you knew this, you knew how to utilize this system, then you have vibrant plants. And if you don't know how to, you could have droopy yellow plants and dead soil underneath. So when you see this in another garden, it's much easier to to see the um the difference between especially if we're looking for continuous garden like the gardens that I'm aiming to grow with you are gardens that once you get them going they will continue to produce so this this is a self-producing system there's certainly things you'll need to add some extra seeds and some food for the micro life but we're not continuously adding synthetic uh, anything for this system to keep going. It's, it really brings in from the sunlight all the way through a continuous flow and we tap into and connect in with this engine of nature and it's so much more abundant. So the final system is the cycle of life, decay and death, which I usually term as the compost cycle. Organic gardening involves an understanding of the life cycles of the plants from seed to um, seedling to mature plant, flower, then fruit comes after the flower. Then from there, we start to go into the eventual death and decomposition. And organic, organic gardeners can make sure that that process is truly cyclical within their gardens by using composting and mulching and other methods to make sure that the nutrients of the plant that take the that take from the soil are returned to it to feed a new generation of plants that's what's that's what that is all about rather than removing and dumping them somewhere which it happens we we are taking a lot of food out of our garden we need to bring the that back into our garden we do that in the form of compost so our waste food and then if we're feeding it to mammals and and animals then bringing that also into the composting cycle all of that happens naturally in nature and all of the the uh the, the end which is the death the decay then comes back around to become the the fertility for the next seed to germinate so it's a really beautiful cycle and when we work with that our gardens thrive our health thrives 
And this is the um, this understanding of these natural cycles of nature are, to me, the most fu- fundamental and foundational thing that we could learn and understand as humans going into the next chapter, which is going to be a big change. And that is because we have already crossed thresholds of instability and unsustainability. However, as, as regenerators, as regenerative gardeners, sustainable gardeners, we are always either walking one way or the other. So we're either regenerating or we're um, deteriorating. So we have the choice to continue and we can reverse this by working with nature in our own backyards. I know that that was more of a science lesson there, but I hope that you you do, do you do get that and you can begin to observe that and you don't have to know it all and retain it in your mind like that's not what this is all about just kind of retain it all it's just to observe so the four systems there's the water system then there's the and it's often known as the hydrogen system but the water system then there's the the carbon cycle there's the nitrogen cycle and then there's the life of the, the life cycle, the death and decay of the, the plants and the living organisms and bringing those round to, un, to working with them, you will be the most uh, useful human on planet Earth and in, as we move into further places where we're heading, then for those that want abundance and and this is this knowing this is going to be the most abundant person is you could have a a billion dollar person over here or you could have someone over here that understands the four major cycles of the planet and if if i was going to be uh, moving to someone's property or wanting to 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 live in a thrive, have a thriving, healthy life with my family, then I would be wanting to partner up with the person that knows those four cycles and understands how to tap into them, and can tap into them in a in a small way in and to grow them because because nature once you once you tap into this engine of nature, it is so abundant. It is absolutely so abundant we pale in comparison to what we call abundance in in wealth in the world it's actually like a reverse wealth of nature's real wealth so i encourage you to to yeah observe it interact with it and remember that the simplest way to regenerate it is to bring the plants and the best way to bring the plants is be the seeds savers the the seed generators the seed planters and to be guardians of the micro life underneath the soil where that seed will sprout so that's all for today thanks for listening and if if you liked it then then let me know and if you want more of this sort of earth sciencey sort of stuff i'll put some more of it out and i'll always keep um, sharing some stories and some some less kind of heavy topics as well so 
uh, I want to keep it, you know, informative, but also um, fun to a bit of a fun chat. But we're learning and we're learning to be regenerators. So thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Lots of love. Bye for now. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shambhala Living Podcast. If you enjoyed it, then I'd love it if you would share it with some friends and subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications so you can find out when the next podcast comes out. You can find us at Instagram at Shambhala Farm and also check out our upcoming 12-week food growing course. You can find out more details on our newsletter list or on Instagram. I'll see you on the next episode.